This is Undivorce Wittable, the podcast made to divorce-proof marriages. I'm Giovanna. And I'm Rance. And, and we, we are, are the, the Robinsons. Robinsons. We've been rocking together for 18 years, married for 15 years. People tell us all the time that we inspire them. We are relationship goals. And it's not because we're famous or we're fronting for social media, but because they can tell that what we have is genuine. There have been ups, crazy downs, and moments where it would have been easy to just walk away. This is a no BS podcast. We're keeping it a buck. And we're telling you all the truth you can handle about what it takes to stay together in today's world. We, we are, are Undivorced Wittable. Welcome back to another episode of Undivorced Wittable. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Rance Robinson. A.K.A. Rance Rob. Did you have to hurry and put that in there? I am his wife, Giovanna Robinson. That's right. I had to put that in there. And, um, yeah. And it's A.K.A. Rance Rob. Not just Rob people. Yeah, I get. I still get robbed. I don't know why. Maybe because you look like you're going to rob somebody. <laughs> <laughs> gangster, gangster. Uh, today is Malcolm X's birthday. It is. Happy birthday, Malcolm X. 95. He would have been 95. Definitely wow. a gym. He does not get his due on a national scale. He does not. Because he wasn't about the bull. He didn't have no time for J. Edgar Hoover and all his uh, madness against black folks. His attacks on African-American peoples. Yeah, he wasn't about the kumbaya. No, it was by any means necessary. Exactly. We want to take a moment to honor Malcolm X, the great Malcolm X. The great um, El Hodge, El Shabazz. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was just watching some footage of him today, just realizing how pointed everything he had to say about our plight back then still lines up today. Yes, it it's does. Crazy. But that's not what we're talking about today. Because the plight is the same. The, the plight is the same. Ain't too much changed. Yeah. But in talking about Malcolm X, a lot of people looked at him because, you know, the conflicts and everything that they felt like he brought. So in today's topic, we're talking about arguing, conflict. <laughs> Who likes a good argument? But, you know, his conflict was with a purpose. Yes, it was. Sometimes y'all just out here arguing for no reason. Some people can feel like their their conflict can be with the purpose. It probably is. It probably is. But some of y'all just out here arguing just because you just mad because your spouse, he forgot that you wanted a 12 piece from Chick-fil-A instead of eight piece. Yeah. You mad because you wanted those other four pieces. Your mouth was ready for those other four pieces and now you're disappointed. That's not uh, one of our stories. I would never get the order wrong. Ever. The order is right. I'm thinking. You know why? Because I ask you to text me your order. <laughs> text it to me so that I know I'm reading it. So you can't be to blame? Sure can't. I'm not trying to go off the dome. Mm-mm. Not no more. Wow. You know, you never mess with uh, people's food, man. And messing up people's orders makes people say mean things like, that's why you work there in the first place. Mm-mm. <laughs> that's the only job you could get that's why you work there in the first place wow because they messing up orders does that even sound right <laughs> but that's how arguments 
sometimes can do us. They make us sound crazy. They do. Make you say crazy things. So, should couples argue more? That's what we're going to talk about. Should they argue more? Or less, depending on the situation. I guess, first off, can we define? I mean, all right. The difference between arguing and fussing. Mm -hmm. Like, is there a difference? Yes, there is a difference. So... Fussing is like me fussing at you because you almost ran a red light. This actually happened, people. Last week. Mm-hmm. I got fussed at. Yes, you did. In front of my children. It was totally accidental, though. And why was it accidental? You know, it was accidental because I was busy. Like, I zoned out listening to my wife and my daughter talk about something that had to do with nothing that had to do with driving. And for some <laughs> reason, I got... So caught up. Yeah. You straight zoned out and forgot you was in the driver's seat and your hands was on the wheel. Yep. And what y'all was talking about, I truly didn't even care about. It had nothing to do with me, but I just I just went there. I'm like, You Man, went somewhere. I went somewhere. I don't think it was there. It was somewhere. Maybe I was on a vacation on an island not listening to you two talk about. And you certainly wasn't driving <laughs> on that island either. And so I got fussed at, y'all. I got fussed at, man. You did. Deservedly so. Mm-hmm. Deservedly so. But, you know, that's a difference between like getting into a full on blown so out. So if, if it was an argument, it would have been more like me coming at you like, you can't drive. I should have been driving. You suck at driving. And then you come back with the, you know. There's going to be a back and forth, right? Yeah. So in an argument, I kind of feel like. If you're arguing, you are almost on the defensive and the offensive mm-hmm. versus fussing. It's just like, OK, you, you messed up and did something. How could you forget that I always order a 12 piece from Chick-fil-A? Right. And you bring me this eight piece. Yeah. The way fussing, I think, can turn into an argument. We're going to stay on Chick-fil-A. OK. Is just saying. You didn't get my order right turns into you never listen to me. Mm-hmm. You never get anything right. You never do X, Y, Z. You're always screwing up. You're just a screw up. And then it turns into this crazy battle. Yeah. And so um, I think that's where we're going with this. I think we want to talk about that whole thing because, you know, to start, I think how we kind of kick this off is you ever heard the, I don't know, the weird... I've heard people say it in real life as well as on TV. I never heard my parents argue mm-hmm. or my parents never argued. Yeah, that's a whole bunch of Malarkey. crap. It is. Mm-hmm. I think even Claire, did Claire and Cliff ever argue? I'm sure they did. Well, argue. Think. Okay, I'll say they had a disagreement. They've had to. I guess. I don't know. They had to have had a disagreement. I don't watch the Cosby show like I used to. I feel like there was a disagreement they had in their bedroom one time. Yes, they did. They 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 had some. They had an argument. Yeah, I mean, you make yeah. me want to just go binge watch the Cosby show just to find out. But I'm sure they did. I'm sure. I'm sure they did too, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I just wonder when I when I've heard people say my parents never argued or. And they look at that as a basis for their relationship being a failure. Mm-hmm. And that's really what this is about. Yeah. Some parents had a rule that they wouldn't argue in front of their kids. And I'm sure some people still do. 
Mm-hmm. They got a rule that we're not, I'm not going to argue in front of my kid, our children. We don't want to show them the negative side. But I think that that's... That's not healthy. Not at all. It's not healthy. Kids need to see... No, they don't need to see a whole blowout. You know, you ain't worth the a penny with a whole... They don't need to see and hear all that. But they do need to see and hear disagreements. I feel like it's healthy for children to to witness that because they need to they need to see where you can go from having a disagreement. I'm going to call it a disagreement not an argument cuz arguments can be so negative and they can they can they can get volatile. Yeah, they can. So children need to see their parents have a good disagreement. And they need to see the love afterwards, not the, not the makeup, sex in the bed, but they need to see the whole like love, you know, they need to be able to say, okay, now they're laughing together. Now they're back to normal. And that didn't tear their marriage up. Exactly. Kids, Kids never better see none of the sex, makeup, sex, breakup, sex, none of it. But they need to they, and they need to hear they need to hear the sorries. They need to hear, you know, baby, I apologize. I yep. was wrong. They need to hear all of that because then that will help them to see that it's okay to argue and mess and make up. It's okay to have a disagreement. You don't have to agree all the time. No, and that's completely um unhealthy if you agree all the time. It is, because that means that someone doesn't have an opinion. And someone's really domineering. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of scary. Yep. And you know, that's how they thought that our relationship was at the beginning. Yeah. And the people who thought that must have never met you. <laughs> and it was my family that thought it. Right. You must have been, you must have been a hermit. You must have been at the family events, just sitting Indian style, not saying nothing to nobody. They obviously did not know me. Yeah. They didn't know me because, um, yeah, Rams will tell you that. Can't tell me nothing. Man, I, this is where you drop the Kanye. Mm-hmm. Wait till I get my money right. <laughs> uh, uh-uh, you can't tell oh me nothing. Because that's you. But no, that's not you. I, I think that um, you do a really good job at hearing constructive um, criticisms or disagreements fussing whatever and you you will take that information and process it but yeah for anybody to think that you are just a pushover they trip it yeah i mean i wouldn't even been with no pushover i need somebody can hold me down in the in the midst of it all somebody can tell you and fuss at you when you running that red light yep because i kind of it kind of turns me on oh my gosh fussing kind of turned me on sometimes it, it's just nice to you know there's some some brothers who run away from that. They go to different cultures just for the submissiveness. <laughs> Not me. Tell me, tell me oh when I gosh. almost ran the red light. I want to feel it. I want to feel you. Oh my gosh! I want to feel you. Yeah, because I'm very vocal. Very vocal. But you no, know, it, it yeah. Children need to see that, and it's okay to have your own opinion in a marriage. Just because I have an opinion that's different of yours, does not mean that um, we're about to get divorced, or it doesn't mean that you know our marriage is falling apart. It's okay to have because I can't. Who am I if I agree with every single thing that you say or do? You are the lady from coming to America. 
whatever you like. I yes. know what I like. Yes. But what do you like? <laughs> that's who you become. That is who you become. Exactly. And that's why he had to go all the way to America to get a woman that was going to tell him that. I came to America to find my queen. <laughs> I came to find you. I love that movie, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Speaking of shows, right? So we, we dig in on the insecure. Like, you weren't watching it at first, but then you kind of got into it Yeah, I think I came in on, like, what are they in, fourth, fifth season? Season four, so I think around season two, You, because I don't think you really watched the first season. I didn't, I didn't. And um, so, we we got so much love in real life for Yvonne Orji, who is, I think she's, like, either a virgin in real life and still saving herself for marriage. Is that right? Wrong. How old is she? I don't know. Hmm, interesting. I, I got to that, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think either she's Sullivan or she's actually a virgin. She's still waiting um, before until marriage to give it up. Nigerian values, but the character that um, she plays in Insecure is Molly. Mm-hmm. And Molly's nothing like Yvonne or G in real life. No. She's been giving it up. I mean, you know, in relationships, fail relationships. I think. One season, she was messing with a married man, Joe. They, you know, Joe and his wife had an open relationship, but I think in that open relationship, friends, like kind of close like that, were supposed to be off limits. Mm-hmm. So, so for the most part, she's been a hot mess, right? In relationships, yeah. But uh, this season, she's actually found a guy that she likes, Filipino brother. <laughs> mm. Which is odd because I think Issa Rae tweeted out that like Filipino men are like the the black men of Asian culture. Yeah. Which is totally a dig, man. People were so mad at her. Right. And then of course um Yvonne Orgy's character is with a with definitely with a Southeast Asian. Mm-hmm. Um and so we looked at her as like in insecure, typically she was self destructive and always looking for a reason. Mm-hmm. to find, I don't know if it was finding an out, but she's always looking for a reason and her relationships were always failing. Right. And a lot of y'all are Molly. And I'm talking to the guys too. A lot of y'all cats are Molly's. I agree with that. Be looking for a reason to argue. Be looking for a reason to find a fault. Mm-hmm. And why is that? You know, I think that is, are they always looking per se, or is it more so when something comes up or they see something in somebody that kind of catches them off guard or that they don't like, they let that just kind of like magnify. Yeah, you might be right. And sometimes you got to get that up off you. Yeah. And I know firsthand from like baby mama drama that it's easy to carry that if you're not careful. Okay. But luckily, I know how to keep my bags separated. Yeah. Because, I mean, you think about it, past hurts, past pains. And I guess you're absolutely, you know, right on that. But I've actually seen people take the past hurts and past pains of, like, others. Like, they've seen people close to them go through and, and totally sabotage their relationship off something that never even happened to them. Yeah. I think that's weird. 
I think it, yeah, it's definitely weird. That's but like I mean, disliking somebody just because you heard that somebody else doesn't like them. <laughs> yeah, but people do stuff like that, and All I mean, the time. it's just like you know, there's not going to be any perfect person. First of all, everyone's going to have for their Jesus. Yes, except for Jesus, he's the only perfect person. However, the thing is, people are always looking for someone who doesn't have a flaw, who is all in for them, who is all this, all that, and everything who is perfect, and that person just doesn't exist. They don't exist. And so the minute something happens where it's like people just don't have the energy to 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 look past it or to work through it, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah, they just give it all up. Now, you know one thing I appreciate about you, and I, I think this is something that a lot of people don't do, is tend to be able to not rip down their partner in, in situations where they, they mess, mess up. And I mean small things, like especially back when we first got married, there were times where I just literally forgot to pay the next tail bill. Just, mm-hmm. it slipped my mind. Mm-hmm. Phones is disconnected. Next tail. <laughs> what you doing? That chirp. We talked about that chirp in season one. Yeah, we did. I'm chilling. I'm up in Walmart trying to find Mm-mm. some grapes. Be all loud. You hearing the conversation from the aisle, two aisles over. Right. <laughs> so, but, but you know what? The, I, go I ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. I got sidetracked, but I ain't finished. Yeah. But I, I'm always appreciative of how you're able to. Um, even then it wasn't, you didn't blow up about those things. It's just like this happened. It probably shouldn't keep happening, but you know, let's just repair it, pay the bill and move forward. Mm-hmm. Me on the other hand, yes, I had to learn from you. You became my, um, you had to, as if like you learned and you don't do that anymore. I don't. <laughs> so <laughs> got all high. I did, did, did it. <laughs> with the Mickey Mouse levels. <laughs> but on the reels, though, I don't do it as much as I used to. You don't. You but don't. But that's just an amazing trait that you've always had to be. And, and I'll tell you the reason why I don't do that. Because I'm not trying to make you feel bad about what you did or feel like a complete screw-up or like you really messed up because of something. It's like I'll bring it to your attention and, you know, you didn't do this, okay, and then move on. Now, I will, I have to admit, I have to confess something to you. And that is, over the years of us being married, and me being the person where I'm just like, not trying to make a big deal, not trying to make you feel like you just screwed up and you're just this horrible person. Because, and I, and honestly, in in all honesty, that's how I kind of feel. If I drop the ball on something, I feel like I really let you down. So I don't want you to feel like that. So that's why I would do that. However, as we've been married through the years and you used to go hard and I'm like, I'm going to give this man the same medicine he gives me. I don't think I've ever done it on the level of you. But I sometimes- eat medicine like bullets, B. <laughs> Sometimes I would feel like that, like, oh, okay, you made me feel this way, so when you mess up, I'm going to make you feel 
you gonna feel it how you give it to me. I'm gonna give the same. Give you. Your now same I don't want medicine. y'all to out here in, in um, podcast land to think that I was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out here on some Ike Turner, like. No, not. you're not. But I mean, it's just like you really let it be known when I if I drop the ball, if I don't pay that bill, and something get cut off. Oh, I'm not gonna hear the end of it. No, you're gonna hear the end of it. That's the that's the thing. Now I think is more so. I, I shut down. I ain't saying nothing. I'm just gotta like now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Back then, back in the day, we first got married. Um, for for sure, I was I was definitely gonna voice my opinion, and um, but now I think more so, I kind of just go to a place. I'm just kind of like, I just need to be alone. Yeah, but I know what you're thinking. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I just need to be alone. <laughs> oh man! Oh goodness! Go um, on and be alone. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely healthy to have arguments. Um, to a certain degree, it is uh, not arguments that and and so we talked about lawyering, right? Mm-hmm. And it's crazy how in arguments, men and women in general, when it goes from wanting to solve a situation to just wanting to win, mm-hmm. um, that's when it gets dangerous. Yeah, yeah, it did. And I remember you used to lawyer the fool out of me. Oh my gosh. I was Johnny So let me tell y'all something. I have learned how to, well, I'll say, I I try my best not to argue with rants. And it's not because I don't have an opinion. It's not because I don't have a case. It's because he used to wear me down when we would argue so much. It would make me so mentally tired that I would just be like, it would get to the point I don't even know what we're arguing about. Because, for one, if you guys have noticed, Rance can hit you with, well, back in 2003 on November at 2 p.m., you were wearing a red shirt and you said XYZ. Now, my memory is not like that. And it gets so frustrated because you pull out the facts and I'm like and then you want me to back up what I'm saying with facts and everything and come to you with like well in 2006 at 6 p.m on a Friday evening we was getting ready to go to P.F. Chang's for dinner and then you said this then other and made me mad and I don't I don't have those facts like you have and so it would literally work my nerves oh, because God. you'd be like well if you ain't bringing the facts then your argument is moot it is it is it, a legal term m-o-o-t moot. that's what that's how you make me feel and I'm like okay you know so I would either have to get my game together and have my facts right and and really Figure out how to, which I, I think that when we have arguments now, we don't have many, but we when we have much at all now. arguments now, they're different in a sense of, I know where you're going to come from, but you have changed too. Cause you used to just argue to win and you would, you would make me mentally tired. Yeah. Now it's about a resolution. Like I don't need the, I don't need the W I already, the W is you like, oh, that's, that's what so I learned. Sweet. That's true though. You are the W you're the win already so i don't i'm not in it to to win it you know like back in the day but it's funny like when you were just talking about how i would recall dates and things oh my gosh makes me think of um how i used to look for those openings so has any of y'all seen the people versus oj 
when Johnny Cochran, played by Courtney B. Vance, was talking <laughs> to one of the, his old uh, colleagues, and the guy said something about moving to Simi Valley. Mm. And when <laughs> and when Courtney B. Vance stopped and looked at him and said, Simi Valley. And the dude knew he messed up. Mm-hmm. That was literally my whole existence in yes. arguing in marriage. I'm yes. looking for Simi Valley. He is. He's looking was, for that mess up. Any slip of the tongue. Looking for Simi Valley. Anything that I said that didn't even sound remotely like whatever. You were just like ready to just rip rip it to shreds. If the glove doesn't fit, <laughs> you must quit. <laughs> You must equip it. Yes, and then you would say things that were like completely like, I'm like, did he really just say that? What does what? You would say things to just like throw me off on purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it would make me because I'm like, do you hear what you're saying? And you would just have you would you would literally be arguing. To I said, oh my gosh, this man should have been a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And I say some stuff. He'd be winning all kind of cases if he would have just been a lawyer. I like would say a that 1986 Chevy station wagon has five lug nuts. My car has four. And you'd be like, what does that have to do with anything? Okay, it wasn't that off. It was off. I, it I wasn't that off. Stuff. But would, you would say would some things, and I'm just like, what? Do you hear yourself? Did yeah. you really just say that? And I would just. I'd be so tired after argument. I just go to sleep. Yep, and in the end, it was like, "What's the point of this?" Because right now, you sleep. I'm up. <laughs> ain't get no because you got the win. Ain't get no butt butt, but I got the W. You downstairs. got the win. Now right. I'm downstairs eating um, cookies and cream ice cream, watching late night TV that I don't even like. Mm-hmm. And you're upstairs sleep. Yeah, and I'm downstairs. And you know, the next morning, I still ain't gonna talk to you. Yeah, you you you're not one of those ones who gets over. It. Once I get the W, I'm just like, hey, all right. New he game. got that W, and he gonna wallow in his W for days. No, 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 no. <laughs> you gonna wallow don't, in it? Don't because... paint that picture. Though. That's not a, that's not a real picture though. It's not. That's it's not. not. How, that's not how I do. No. I, I'm. You know. Now I'm ready to move on. And you. No, that's what I'm there. saying. I'm making you wallow in it because. You got that W, and I don't move on. I just play. Okay, all right. Yeah, my, my wife while. grows roots. She used to grow roots after <laughs> a, a roots. argument. Yep, just grow roots in the ground. <laughs> tree didn't move. You couldn't chop that tree. There was you couldn't move the tree. You couldn't. Oh my gosh! You know, and I just don't get. I don't like. I got a process. I got to take my time. I got to get out of my feelings. And so what we're looking at is what do we got? Um, this will be a year. 16 coming up mm-hmm. in marriage 19 together yes wow yes 19 years and together. so you learned some things and one of the things that i really learned was that arguing to win arguing you know you cannot be going at your partner so where you're saying things that you can't make it back from right and so when people like celebrities and you hear people getting divorced and they're talking about like irreconcilable differences I never know what that means exactly, mm-hmm. but I figure in the midst of some of that, somebody had to say something that was so jacked up. Mm-hmm. They you just went, can't come back from it. They went so far into the ocean with that, that the raft can't make it back to shore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. There is something there is. I mean, it, you have those in relationships where somebody has said something 
And it just took you to a place that you just can't let it go. Mm -hmm. You just can't let it go. You know? And it's like, for me, or just in general, I think that you have to be careful when you're having a disagreement, an argument, whatever, with your spouse that you don't, or your significant other, you don't want to take it so far back or so far out that you burn a bridge, Mm -hmm. for one, or you say something that you're truly going to regret. Yes. You know what I mean? Because you don't want being upset over something that's really not a big deal to become a big deal and ruin a perfectly good relationship. Well, I shouldn't say perfectly, but, you know, I mean, a good perfectly relationship. perfectly good. Yeah. Even with flaws, it could be perfectly good. That's true. But you're right, though. I think that sometimes people tend to blow things out of proportion. Mm-hmm. All because we don't want to take a second to just think about it. Or because you're in your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that now, you know, when you threw out the statistics of how long we've been together and just with everything, everything that we've been through, you know, because we've had some arguments. I mean, Mm -hmm. early on, we had some arguments. And it's funny because uh, the first year that we were married, we had we had some growing pains. But all the arguments that we had, they were because of other people, not because of us. Hmm. It was yeah. the effects of other people in our life that caused us to argue to kind of like we had to define our lines of not letting other people cross lines within our marriage yep. that they shouldn't. You know what I'm saying? And understanding where we are with it so that we don't let other people influence us to where it causes a problem between the two of us. And just for some context on that, I'll bring y'all in and put that out. Um, when I first got married, especially our first year, like, I was shocked. Like, so the last episode that you probably heard, my mother, she passed away in 2017. You and my mom were really close. They were really close. Even before we got married, my mom really liked Giovanna a lot. And then she she became the mother-in-law that was kind of meddling a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I had to figure out how uh, how to make sure that I kept my relationship with her intact, kept my relationship with my wife intact, and make sure that mom knew that uh, this is where it is now. Yeah. Um, and so one of our worst arguments had to do with that. Mm-hmm. But I had to learn, man. And I had to, you know, and one of the hardest things, I don't care who you are. If you love your parents, you, you're you with your parents. You Standing up to them, even as an adult, mm-hmm. is difficult. It is. Because you want to be respectful. Yeah. But and you also want to let them know that. You love them, but I think in her case, she might have been. It just might have been a little jarring to her, like, "Oh man, wait, whoa, he's gone." I'm, you mm-hmm. know, I'm not. He, he answers to her now, right? And I think she was holding on to a little bit of that, right, right. And that was the thing, and and trying to, and that that shook us for a little bit. That shook us because it was kind of like I felt like I was battling for who was the main woman in your life. Now this didn't last long. It it didn't. I got this established real quick. It that's what I felt like, and it's like okay, I don't necessarily want to compete with your mother, right? You know, but at the same time, it's like I'm your wife, <laughs> so yep. and, you know. And in the midst of it, what it was was that you know blending you becoming the parent now to my daughter, you know, her granddaughter, mm-hmm. um, who's our oldest. 
um, who is uh, serving our country in the military. I'm always proud to throw that out there. Yes. In the uh, U.S. Army, my Very baby proud girl. Of her. And so it was hard for her to relinquish that part. Mm-hmm. And in that part, it caused a rift. So for all y'all who are blending families, which is a lot of people now. So if you're out here listening and maybe you're not married yet, you know, these are some things that could happen and they could be completely left field. Yeah. You didn't expect them to happen. I didn't expect you to be this person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we got it nipped in the bud real quick, real fast. Yeah, we did. And it was just about establishing lines. It was about you having that conversation with your mom and not me having that conversation. Yep. You know, because that could have been wrong, out of pocket, taken the wrong way. So it's about you having that comp- that conversation with your mom and having that understanding, but then you reassuring me that this is where you stand, this is your place in my life, you know, and no one is going to come in between that. Nobody. You know, but, uh, but knowing, too, that that's mom, and I've never disrespected her nope. or anything. Never. So there, you, you have to have those understandings but that was the thing early on in our marriage we had to define certain rules and we had to have certain understandings of what we wanted out of the relationship who we are to each other what we do will and won't allow yep and so and it took us back to marriage counseling in the circle who's in that middle circle me you and exactly exactly and but now you know, if we have an argument, if we have an argument or a disagreement, I'll say, because we don't have arguments anymore. I'm an old lion now. I ain't, I ain't into growling. <laughs> but if we have a disagreement, it's more so we have a disagreement for whatever reason. And then it's about um, trying to come to a resolution. Yep. You know, okay, this happened or we don't like this. What are we going to do to make it better? Right. How are we going to fix it? Yep. You know, that's the way it has to be, because outside of that, you're just going to stay in the same place. There has to be growth. Mm-hmm. Like you can't stay in the same place, even in a relationship. And people don't want to grow together nowadays. Right. Like, I think people want what we've got without the effort and years that it takes. And so I see that all the time on um, a lot of posts that have to do with relationships, mm-hmm. you know, can you accept X, Y, Z from your, your loved one, your mate, or can you, and it's just like, man, that's so dumb because you have to grow together. You have to learn each other. Yeah. And that's the thing in everything. There's growing pains. There are growing pains in every situation in business. There's growing pains in relationships. There's growing pains. There's going to be, there's going to be things that are going to be uneasy that you have to face There are going to be situations you don't want to deal with that you have to face head on and do it in a sense, do it in a sense of, okay, how can I fix the situation to make it better? And I feel like we approach that. Most people approach things in life with that mindset, except for marriage. So for example, in a business, as your business is growing, you might have uh, um, a customer who wasn't happy with something or whatever, and you have to deal with that customer and make it right with them. And you make it right in a sense of the customer's always right. Yep. Okay. So you make it right with you them don't want bad reviews. to, right. To, to make sure that they become, that they remain a customer. Right. Okay. But in marriage, do we have things with that same approach? No, we don't. And I don't, under, well, 
Some people don't. Not no, we don't. But some people don't, and I don't understand that. Right. Right. You gotta you gotta approach every argument, every disagreement. So, for example, a couple of episodes back, we talked about debt and issues with and finances and different things like that in marriage, mm-hmm. money in marriage. So, even in those situations, let's say you have a disagreement about the fact that you found your spouse had a, a credit card and they maxed it out and you didn't know anything about it, and it becomes this big argument. All right. Yep. But even in the midst of that becoming a big argument because you're mad because they hid something from you, you're mad because, you know, now it's affecting you guys because you got to pay down this debt and everything like that. And you're upset about it. Some things can be said, whatever. But in the midst of all of that, the thing is, you got to get to the bottom of why this happened and what are we going to do to fix it? Yep. And you got to hope that some of the principles aren't violated. Trust, um, honesty. You can't be lying by omission and not understand why your spouse is not is upset. Right. And I mean, even if you and I feel like a lot of people will understand why, like in the midst of argument, you understand where your spouse is coming from, especially when you're the person that's the wrong one. Yet mm-hmm. and still, you're going to argue because you want the W. You want the W, but then that's, you got to try to make it seem like. Well, yeah, you want the W. So that's where wisdom comes in, and you learn it's not about the it's not about the win. Mm-hmm. It's completely not. There has to be times, and now, and that's one thing I never thought I was going to be able to do was to concede. It is not wrong to concede. Sometimes you're just wrong, dog. That's just it. Mm-hmm. You're wrong, right? Straight up and down. You just didn't do it right. And there's no point to sit there and try to make yourself look better. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is a point to make yourself look better. But <laughs> I found over the years, most times you start to make up stuff, you start to deflect, you start to redirect, mm-hmm. and the argument goes all off the tracks. The discussion goes all off the tracks because you're so busy trying to trying to save face. Exactly. And it's exactly. the worst. And matter of fact, for social media, it's something I've learned to hate is people who cannot stay on subject and on topic. Mm. Okay. And I think that's why I don't argue much anymore in the sense of like, especially the way I used to, mm-hmm. is because I did. I like to derail them, just derail you just to bring you back on, throw your whole thing off. Yeah, you and sure now did. And I can absolutely not say, I want to get from A to B. Mm-hmm. Okay? I don't want to get to from A to A.1, A.2, A.3, Hop over to C, come back to B. That's how then, that's how the arguments used to be, y'all. Too. Yeah, no, I want to get to A to B so that we can get to S. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you care about is the S. No, but <laughs> it's not all I care about. But it's a major thing. Food, shelter, oxygen, and S. And S. And in no in no specific order. And the reason why I, I really <laughs> caution people on the way you argue is because sex is on the line, guys. Sex and intimacy is on the line. I'm not just talking about the stroke. I'm talking about the fact that you can say some things that can alter the way you guys interact for a long time that can actually put you in mar- marital counseling. Now, that it's not true. even premarital. It's like now... How do I make it back from this? I said some stuff to destroy him. 
I emasculated this man and it can affect a person in other areas. Mm, that is so very true. So, I mean, that's, you know, yes, it's good to argue and have disagreements that you can make it back from. No, it's not good to have completely destructive arguments. Mm-hmm. That's bad. Yeah. It's okay to argue to to fix issues to better yourself. Yeah. And that's one thing that I can appreciate now whenever we have a disagreement. I feel like it always makes us stronger and it makes us draws us closer but makes us better as a couple in the end because we do it with the intentions of finding a solution. Yes. Don't just please um, if you are newly married, young married, been married for a long time, you know, and I, and that's the one thing that, you know, um, we got people in our lives who are just, they, they are chill. Even when they're disagreeing or having a disagreement slash argument, you don't know it because it's not destructive. Right. And after so long, you just have to weigh out what's important. And mm-hmm. hopefully all of our listeners are doing that. And, you know, some of that stuff can be deeply rooted. You know, we know some folks who grew up hard. They grew up in a certain type of way. And any type of disagreement feels like complete opposition. Right. And if you find yourself always looking at your spouse or anybody who who is on the opposite side of you as the enemy, like to the level of, you know what I'm saying, a blood versus a crip or, you know, a crip versus a crip, especially if you ate tray or rolling 60s. <laughs> um Whenever you get to that situation where you're that incensed with them, then you have to check yourself. Mm-hmm. It ain't even about arguing. It's not even about discussions. It's just about you and possibly some internal anger issues. Right. And you got to deal with that. Definitely. Definitely. And then there's some people who don't like conflict at all. You know, they run away from it. The lambs. Because they just, they don't like arguing. The lambs. Know? Yeah. I feel for the lambs. They are lamb chops <laughs> to a lion. To a lion, yeah. Mint julep. Just they might as well just soak their bodies in mint julep. And they and they can and if their spouse knows that, they can really take advantage of them in that aspect, you know. And yep. and really it can be detrimental. So it's 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 very important to understand what type of personality maybe. personality your spouse has when it comes to arguments and how they deal with it because you don't want to do anything to like tear them down yeah if you're passive like that um you know you got to find a way to establish yourself mm-hmm. and i think that's something that maybe we didn't touch on enough earlier in the episode is it's important to establish yourself and so back in the day with our arguments and things like that like i said sometimes i could really go overboard just to get the W, Mm -hmm. but you establish yourself in a sense of there's only certain things that you're going to allow, but there's stuff you ain't going to allow. So please have some standards and men, you can have standards too. Mm -hmm. And I I would hope that one of those standards is, and so I said this before and a lot of women have taken offense to it um, in the past. Not a lot of women, but I I said it on a, on a, a, what turned into an argument on Facebook. Um, between and I said I'm not I'm not about to sit here and argue with women. Mm-hmm. Whew, that brought the claws out. Wow. And basically, when I said it, it was like, oh, we're not formidable enough for you to argue with. And it's like, cause we are arguing over something that don't matter. 
What were you? I mean, that's the, the problem. I don't even remember. Mm. Um, I, I I think it had something to do with like it was definitely politics based. Okay. It definitely centered around politics, but it was not some sort of like Republican versus Democrat type situation. Mm-hmm. It was merely an argument over facts. You say tom- tomato, I say tomato mm-hmm. type situation. And so I ain't about to argue. Yeah. With a bunch of with a bunch of women about this particular issue. Mm-hmm. And I still feel that, but but the reason why I feel that way is I feel like I have to set a standard that I am not going to be the guy that's going to be catty arguing with, with females. Yeah. Yeah. For what? Right. And, and you What's know the what? win? My brother. Because there will be no S. <laughs> My brother, <laughs> for those of you stuck on the S is sex. <laughs> A to B. But like, for example, my brother is not one to argue. Nope. He is. He is not. He's so like laid back and chilled. Not to say that he does not. He won't disagree with you and, 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 you know, let you know, but he's not going to argue with you. And it's funny. He has a saying something like, I'm not going to argue with somebody who thinks they're right or whatever. Like he just doesn't see the point. Because you ain't going to convince him. You're not going to convince him, and you think you're right. And so he's just like, I'm not going to waste my breath or my time. So, oh boy, like Mr. Miyagi, I promise. And <laughs> your son, do not argue. He's just, he's just not going to argue with you. And so his wife is just going to have to understand and realize that if she's trying to pick a fight or she's trying to argue, she's not going to get anywhere with my brother. Nope. She might as well hang that up. She hang it up. Hang Might it well up. Shake hands. <laughs> right. Get something to eat. <laughs> exactly. Just agree to disagree because yeah. it's it's not gonna happen. He will and he will shut you down in such a way where you will you will feel invisible. And I know this because I'm his little sister and I've tried to argue with him multiple times. I've never i we've never got into an argument, me and him. And you you never will. No. I mean, but even even when um I've tried to goad him because we were fans of separate opposite teams mm-hmm. um, in certain sports categories. I like him as that fan because he's not like the other fans. Right. Yeah, oh, he's man. not annoying like those he's other ones. He's not annoying like the other ones. <laughs> People who know us know what we're talking about. Right. If you don't know us, sorry. But those who know us, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. And But, um... You know, that's that's the other thing, too, is if you have people in your life who are calm and level headed, look to them mm-hmm. and see about how they go about things. Right. Because if you if you grew up around a whole bunch of arguing, bickering, fussing and everybody cackled and and, and bop bop like a bunch of chickens <laughs> all over the place, <laughs> you're going to be. <laughs> you gonna push that out, man. You are. But you know, we got some really calm friends. You know, like one of our closest um, set of married friends. Neither one of them like to argue. No. Neither they one of don't. them like to argue. They don't. And so, you know, it's just being around certain people. You know, um, that helps. So. It does. It, it helps you to put kind of put things in perspective and realize that okay, you know, it's it, you know it's not worth it. It's not worth it. So you don't. Yeah. Put yourself in perspective. Line it up. Mm-hmm. What is this really for? Are we going to get to an end by having this argument? Right. Can we come back from this? 
Exactly. Um, one point that we were going to talk about, COVID-19 has caused us to watch a lot more TV than we normally do. Um, Blackish, there was an episode where Dre, uh, Bo wanted to send their son, DeAndre, the little one, to this like school, almost Whimsical. like a Montessori, yeah, real <laughs> weird type, you know, kids make the rules type school. Dre didn't want to, and, and so they would cut the scenes where um, Andre, in his head, was in a submarine, and there was like a captain, an officer, and a lieutenant, and then Bo had hers, and they would send these shots at each other, really detrimental blows to win the argument. It turns out they didn't actually have the argument, but what they were saying to each other in their own heads was some pretty wicked stuff mm-hmm. because somebody wanted to win. And Dre ended up compromising and saying, let's at least try, let's go, let's try this for a year if it doesn't work. You know, they were able, and you just see the growth in in that. It's just not worth it. Right. You know, depending on what it is, it's not so. It's not serious. If it's serious enough to break your relationship because you make it that way, because you say things and try to work to hurt the other person, then you're going to get the fruit of what you're planting. Mm-hmm. The, those seeds are going to, they're going to, and I will say this too, based off of that, even with that whole scenario with them on Blackish, it's just, it, it makes me think about the fact that a lot of times we have our ideals, um, our own personal ideals within a marriage. Mm-hmm. And when you are arguing about something where you don't feel like y'all should do X, Y, Z, and the other one really feels like you should do, sometimes you just got to like, just try it out. Try it out. Just try it out because you may not be looking at it. And sometimes sometimes people like me are not able to articulate within an argument. Now, you guys who have been listening to us for a while, Ranch uses big words. He reads a lot. He's very intelligent and everything. And he will hit you with the biggest word that sounds so long. And you just like, sometimes I would need a dictionary to argue with him because I'm like, he would say these words. Now this is the old ranch who would say these words that he knows. I don't know just to throw me off mm-hmm. because he knows that I'm going to be stuck on what he said and trying to figure out like, what, <laughs> what, did, <you laughs> what did he really just say to me? <laughs> did he just call me something? <laughs> but, <laughs> but you just, sometimes it's about understanding what your spouse is really trying to say or what their thought process is on certain things. And sometimes they may not be able to articulate it to you for you to understand where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. But instead of being so, um, so confrontational or just so on the defense about it, just sometimes concede, just concede and, and just try it out because whatever they're trying to get you to do, you might actually like it. You might like it. It's like green eggs and ham in real life. <laughs> yep. Green I do eggs not and like ham. them, Sam. I am. I do not do not like green eggs yeah. and ham. But then when you bite into them, you realize, oh. I would eat them on a plane. I would eat them on a train. <laughs> yep, that's real. That's life. We've read that book too many times to our children. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so um, yeah, guys, that's that's the episode. It's a longer one than usual. But, um, you know, that's life. Yeah. We're glad so, you're here. 
you know, hopefully this has helped some people, you know, with your arguments or anything, or if you have some tips for people, or if you've learned some things, hit us up in our Facebook group, um, Undivorced Whittable, hit us up on the page. Yeah. We'd like to hear from you guys. All right, y'all. That's it. Um, thank you to everybody who's been listening and, uh, we appreciate y'all. We out. Tune in next week. Peace.